This is Father Aaron with another podcast. It's Gaudete Sunday, so we can afford a little more festivity in today's podcast. In my homily this weekend, I address St. John the Baptist's apparent doubt in his final days about the identity of Christ. But from that doubt and the response that Christ gives, we can glean out a message for all of us. What are we looking for? Or better yet, what are we expecting from Christ and from the faith? How is Advent, the season of expectation, helping us look forward to the right thing? Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? When Our Lady visited St. Elizabeth in the sixth month of her pregnancy, we are told by St. Luke that when the greeting of Mary reached Elizabeth, St. John the Baptist leapt in her womb. Later, when St. John is asked if he is the Messiah, John declares, I am not the Christ. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And even later, when our Lord approaches St. John for baptism, he calls out, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, for he was before me. John's glorious mission was to point out the Messiah. We we call St. John the last of the prophets. In many ways, the Old Testament ends with his declaration, Behold, the Lamb of God. From that moment on, the story is no longer focused on the prophets foretelling the Messiah, but the Messiah himself, Jesus Christ. John was blessed even from the womb to have knowledge not only that the Messiah was coming, but who he was. And for this, our Lord says that he is the greatest who has ever been born of woman. 
But with all that as a preface, the John we see today, in the final moments of his life, seems to be a different man. We find John in St. Matthew's Gospel chained in Herod's dungeon, only days from his martyrdom. What got him bound in chains was his prophetic mission of proclaiming the Messiah to be Jesus Christ. And yet here he is found in his final moments, and the command he gives to his disciples is curious. When St. John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of Christ, writes St. Matthew, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Really consider Matthew's language here. He doesn't say John is sitting down in the dungeon and hears about Jesus working miracles and therefore realizes this man Jesus must be the Christ. No, we know from the beginning that John knew with certainty from the womb that Jesus was the Christ. And yet he hears of the works of Christ. And now he questions. What are those works? The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, Lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news preached to them. Surely John, like all the Jews in his day, was expecting a Messiah who would wield a mighty power in everyone's midst. It would be undeniable he was the Messiah because of the astonishing power he would demonstrate. Elijah, the prophet, called down fire from the sky to consume the priest of Baal. Surely the Messiah, foretold by Elijah, would be even greater. He would bring down fire to consume the whole of the Roman Empire. Herod's dungeon would fall down like the walls of Jericho. But those are not the works of which John is hearing. What he hears leads him to question in his final moments. Christ has a sort of sarcastic response, doesn't he, when the disciples of John meet him. He says, What did you go out to the desert to see? At this point, Christ is found in the desert, after all, not in the city or the villages. What did you go out to the desert to see? A a reed swayed by the wind? Surely that is what you thought you would see in the desert. Some weeds tumbling about in the wind. That would be reasonable to expect in the desert. No, not that. Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. If that's what you're looking for, well, then you're in the wrong place. You came to see a prophet, and more than a prophet, the Messiah and a Messiah you have seen. I've been focusing in this Advent on the theme of expectation for the end times. We are looking forward to the second coming of our Lord and the final judgment. But it is worth asking, what are we really looking for? What are we expecting to find in the Lord? What reward are we hoping to get out of being Christian? What benefits are we expecting for our time in church on Sunday? What are we expecting God to do for us? It's a question I often ask discerners when they talk about how they don't have certainty. Well, what does certainty look like? What are you looking for God to give you so that you are certain? What's going to be enough to push you over the edge? Are you looking for fire to come down from the sky? Are you looking for all your problems to go away? Are you looking to find a million dollars in your couch cushions? Are you looking for your family members to stop drinking? Or to start going to church again? Are you looking for everything to get a little bit easier? What did you come out to the desert to find? Jesus Christ interposes himself into the desert of human history to perform many great works in our midst. But the center of that ministry, the most important thing he tells the disciples of John to report, is the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. 
that's the sign that Jesus is the Messiah. Not that he destroys his enemies, not that he has power over the laws of nature. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. St. James gives us the image in his epistle of a farmer waiting for growth of his crops. It requires a lot of patience. You plant those tiny seeds and you don't see much fruit. But you keep putting effort into it with great patience until finally there is this little green sprout. And then there can be a bit of excitement, right? That tiny green sprout is a sign of a system of roots that's planted itself in the soil. It's foretelling of growth to come. The gospel message, the good news, that's what the gospel means after all, is just a tiny green sprout. The prophets have been cultivating that seed for millennia, patiently waiting, and then Jesus Christ suddenly appears on the scene without much to show, just a tiny sprout. But that's okay, because his whole message, the whole point of his incarnation and birth, aren't so that you and I can sit around all day on earth in the desert and enjoy the fruit of our labors here with no problems. Those are not the works of Christ. The good news is that we're in the desert right now. And so what do you expect to find here? A reed blown over by the wind? No, we're in the desert, but we're on the way to the promised land. Think about the Israelites as they wandered around for 40 years from Egypt to the promised land. It's a sad picture, right? They were never happy. They relied entirely on manna for food, and God gave them only enough each day for one day. And so every day they gathered the manna, every day they wandered, every day they saw sand and blown over reeds everywhere. And what did that cause them to say? We were better off in Egypt. What? They hated Egypt. They hated slavery. They rejoiced at being free. And here they are on the way to paradise, on the way to the land flowing with milk and honey, and they're letting the difficulty that they're in right now get in their way. We were better off in Egypt. We have that same tendency. We make a little progress in our spiritual lives. We are really trying to get rid of a particular habit of sin, but we aren't seeing that much progress. And so we're sitting around in the desert telling ourselves that it's worthless, that this is not what I wanted to get myself into. I was better off when I didn't care about all of this because if God really wanted me to change, he would take it away. If God really wanted me to be holy, he would make me holy. I was better off in Egypt. Right now, we are on that pilgrimage to heaven, each of us. And the church knows we are going to get down about ourselves because the human race has been on this pilgrimage seemingly forever. And we're tired of this journey. And so today, with these rose vestments and messages of rejoice in our readings, the church is trying to put on the excited face for us and say, Look, the good news is preached to you. There's the proof. Just hold yourself together a little longer until you're out of this desert, because the journey is worth the wait. The patience required is worth the effort. What did you come here to see? Did you come for pews? Did you come to see the paint on the walls? Did you come to see fire come down from heaven? No, you came to see Christ, to make a pilgrimage to Christ. Well, there he is in the tabernacle, and he's calling each of us to himself. Blessed is the one who takes no offense at that call.
thank you for taking the time to listen in today. If you like what you hear, please go on iTunes and leave a good rating or comment. Also tell your friends and family about it and visit the Diocese of Jackson Office of Vocations website for more great content. That's jacksonpriest.com. Jackson Priest with an S dot com. Thank you and God bless.